Welcome to Touched by Grace, an outreach of Grace for the Nations Church here in the city of Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information, visit us on the web at gftnc.org. And now, here's Touched by Grace. The point is principle number two. The first one is don't fake it. The second one is don't be a fool. We're talking about getting it, got it, and good. But when a fool fakes it or if the fool doesn't get it, what happens is that a rod of correction comes down on us. And correction only comes from authority. That's a subpoint under your principle. If it's a peer and they're not in authority, chances are when they come at you, it's a fight, not correction. Who are they to tell you that? Who are you that you think you can try to straighten me out? But when someone is in authority, God being the highest authority, comes to us with a revelation, the fool does not receive it and receives correction through chastisement and a rod. But the wise will take the correction and move on and be celebrated for the change. I want to bring something to your attention. There are some fatal flaws to us refusing to accept the wisdom of God and make change. What happens is that we try to avoid the uh, process of change by simply acting oblivious. And sometimes we just remove ourselves from the spout. How many know that if you don't stand under the water in the shower, you won't get wet? You really won't. You really won't get wet. You can turn the water on and stand outside the tub and go, wow. And they knock on the door. And what are you doing? I'm taking a shower. No, you're not. You're wasting water. Get wet. So the fool comes to church or service and they never get wet. Huh? The fool comes and they pay attention to everything else. They can tell you how many buttons, what kind of shoes they can tell you. They tell you what fragrance cologne you're wearing because they're that sensitive to the flesh. But in the spirit, they get absolutely nothing. They didn't pick it up. They get offended easily. I know he's talking about me. I'm not talking about you. But if I hit you, I didn't mean to miss. I'm talking in general. Now, a fool will refuse knowledge and understanding, according to Proverbs. A fool will say, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever said, I don't get it? I said it. You say, are you saying that you were a fool? I was a fool. You know what they say? Everybody plays the, just don't let this be the time. I can agree with that. Everybody plays a fool at some point or another. This just ain't the time. I already had my time of being a fool. I already had my time of wasting time. I already had my time of missing the mark. I already had my time. And now it's my time. That was the old man's time. And now it's our time. To rise up and to be everything that God has called us to be. No longer a fool. The Bible says that we are to walk as wise, not as fools, redeeming the time, knowing that the end is right here. We don't have very long before this thing is completely over. So I would not be a fool. Look at somebody say, don't be a fool. I would not be a fool and let the opportunities of wisdom pass me by. Now, we can learn wisdom through a lot of different avenues. I mentioned that before. But the best wisdom is wisdom that is biblically based, biblically based wisdom. I mentioned and I alluded to the whole concept of change. Somebody shout change. change. 
All right, I'm almost done. I'm almost done because I've only got one more principle, but I just want to give you these points as it relates to change. Here's some points on change. There is a danger. There is this danger of having these failed attempts to change. We come to the altar and we've asked God to change us. And really what we what we were asking God to do was to just make right what was wrong. We just wanted to fix whatever what is that was broken. But do we really want change? Last Sunday, we talked about change. We came to the altar for change. The Sunday before that, we talked about change. The Sunday before that, it was some change involved. And the Sunday before that, we had change. And the Sunday before that, I believe we talked a little bit about change. And we back it up a few Sundays ago with some change in there. And even if we start from the beginning of the year all the way up to today, the message has always been about what? Change. Now, a fool wouldn't understand that. A fool wouldn't recognize that at all. A fool would be like, I don't know what he was talking about. It would be safe to say when you leave church every Sunday and they ask you, what did the preacher preach about? You can say, change. change. That's the central message of the gospel. And what happens is that we resist change. We figure that if we're not there to hear it, we don't have to apply it. So I ask, if a tree falls in a forest and there's no one around to hear it, does it make a sound? <laughs> is change required whether you show up or not? Yes. Oh, yeah. You got to change. I got to change. We got to change. Three things. These are false beliefs about change. False belief. Now, this is still under uh, number two, okay? All right? All right. So false belief number one. I can't change because I've already tried that before and I failed. I just can't change. I've been to the altar over and over again, and I, it just keep coming back on me. It's just a curse. The Bible tells us that curses can be broken. The Bible tells us that, that you do not have to continue in generational patterns. So really, you're not looking for change. What you really want is a behavioral modification. Behavior modification. Those of you who are psychologists or psychiatrists or work in the, in the field of counseling, behavior modification is not easy to come by. Not true behavior modification. Sure, we can act like church people whenever we're in church. We can act like football fans when we're in a football stadium. We can act like rollerbladers when we're in a rollerblade ring. But what can we be Christians through the process of change continually throughout our life? That is ultimate behavioral modification. And you will have your behavior modified. Trust me. I can remember my mother modifying my behavior a lot of times. Oh, yeah. And when I came to myself, I felt like my behavior had been modified. <laughs> you remember that, right? And then I turned around and I did it again. So we don't just want behavior modification. We want change. So the false belief is that we cannot change because we tried it before we went back. We failed. You're like a rubber band. You stretch it out and boing. It springs back. If you hear the boing sound in your life, that means you're going back to the same thing. And the Bible tells us as a fool returns unto folly, a dog returns unto his vomit. Or as a dog returns unto his vomit, so does a fool unto his folly. So don't be a fool and don't get caught up in the folly. Don't just go for behavior modification. Go for transformational change. Transformational change. Principle number two as it relates to the false belief is this, we people say, it's not my responsibility to make change in my life. Somebody else is supposed to change me. That's the preacher's job. That's the teacher's job. That's the police's job. That's the criminal attorney's job. That's the psychiatrist's job. That's the doctor who writes the prescription's job. Do you know that we've advocated authority to change ourselves to somebody else thinking that they're gonna change us? You know, when I get me a husband, I'm gonna be changed. I get me a wife, I'm gonna be a different man. I, it's not anybody else's responsibility to change. 
You say, oh, I want a spouse, I want a spouse, then practice being one right now, not with anyone else. I'm talking about with yourself. It's nobody else's responsibility to change but our own. You don't practice being a spouse by pretending that you're married and having all of the amenities of being, look, you feel it coming on, don't you? You feel it every Sunday, you feel it coming on, right? That's not change. Change is lining yourself up to be pure and whole and ready to go into a relationship without having been soiled by the lust of your flesh and fornication. And deceiving oneself into believing, well, we're going to be together. We might as well do it now. Do what now? Live together, sleep together, eat together, breathe together. Give it a break. You got the rest of your life to be together if you're going to be married. But you don't want this false belief of thinking that somebody else is going to change you. You don't want the false. How many brothers in here who are married would say that getting married changed you? Yeah, but it wasn't her who changed you. Circumstances change us. Situations change us, experiences change us, but I want God to change me. So it's between me and God on this whole change thing. False belief number three, I'm not as bad as it seems. It really doesn't matter if I change or not because everybody else is doing this. Everybody else do the same thing. I mean, it's other people doing worse than me. So why should I stop? Why should I change? I ain't hurt nobody. That's a false belief. It's a false belief that I don't have to apply this word that I heard. It's a false belief. Do you remember the kid who used to sit up in the class and go, ah, la, 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 Look at somebody and say, don't be that child. So our third point, our third point, don't forget it. Don't forget it. Don't fake it. Don't be a fool. And don't forget it. Now, the title was Get It, Got It, Good. You can't say good if you forgot it. You really can't say good if you forgot it. One of the worst feelings in the world is to be at the grocery store, not that this has ever happened to me, and you swipe your card and it asks for your PIN number and you forgot the PIN number. Isn't that a problem? How many, that only happens to men, maybe the brothers. Are there any ladies it happens to you? And you're like, what in the world is that number? And every number that has ever entered your head just starts moving around in there, just starts. And you're like, oh my God, I can't remember the number. And then you're like, I need to call somebody. I need to call somebody. And then you forgot their number because you got it programmed in your phone and you're like, oh, man, oh, man, I don't. I, yeah. What good is it to get something and forget it? What good is it to get in this word, get all this revelation and you go, oh, I forgot. I don't know. What did he say? I forgot. Now, why do we forget? Why do we forget things? Why do we forget? Anybody know why we forget? Why do we forget? You say distractions. No, a distraction just simply takes your mind off of it for that moment. You didn't forget it. You just began to focus on something else. Huh, what? You didn't apply it? We forgot it because we didn't use it. That's absolutely correct. But the reason why we didn't use it is because it was not of importance to us. So the principal reason why we forget things is because we do not prioritize it as being important. Oh, he just talking. Oh, she just speaking. Oh, they just doing the same thing that they've always done. And the more we do the same thing that we've always done, the more we get what we've always had. Don't forget that. You ever get to the car and you get ready to drive somewhere? You jump in, you got everything, your little cup of coffee, you put it in there. You got your bag, you got everything and you're good to go. You got your music ready to pop in and you realize, ooh, don't forget 
your keys. Come on, write that down. That'll help you. Don't forget your keys. Don't forget the keys. What are the keys? The keys of the kingdom. Don't forget the principal keys. What about every time I preach? I preach keys and principles. I say this is a key. This is a principle. This is a point. This is a key. This is a principle. This is a point. This is a key. This is the principle. This is a point. Say what? This is a key. This is a principle. This is a point. A key is very vital because it grants you access. A principle is a philosophical thought. And a point is something that you just pay note to. You just go, oh, okay. That's a point. You got a point. Now, are there principles to follow the points? Absolutely. And are there keys to get me into where it is that I need to go? I got a key. It's a one key. I took the other ones off just for the illustration. And this key is a master key. It gets me anywhere in this building. I got a key. I got a key. I got a key. I got a key. You don't have this key. I got a key. I'm taunting you with a key. And you want to get in somewhere, you're like, I need to find a key. If I've confessed that I got a key and you need a key, where are you going to go when you need a key? No, you better go to somebody else because you ain't getting my key. <laughs> but that's the principle. I'm giving you practical principle that if you don't have the key, you go to somebody who's got the key. Somebody sitting next to you writing down, say, what you got? What you got over there? You got a key? You got the key? Did you get the key? Oh, they didn't take notes. They don't have a key. They forgot. They can't tell you. So be careful who you ask because everybody don't have the same key. You got keys, don't you? Yeah, but your keys are not like my key. Your keys get you into where it is that you take care and transact your business. My key gets me into where it is that I transact my business. Is this helping anybody at all? Look at somebody and say, get it. Got it. Got it. Good. 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 Don't fake it. Don't, fake it. don't, be, a don't be a fool. And don't forget it. You got to have your keys. You've been listening to Touched by Grace, an outreach of Grace for the Nation's Church in Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information, log on to our website, gftnc.org, or call us, 616-974-9128. Our mission here at Grace for the Nation's Church is to reach the diverse people of the world by teaching biblical principles and life application of the Scripture. Despite the present-day challenges facing individuals, families, and our communities, we believe there is hope.